You ever have that feeling where you're not sure if you're awake or still dreaming? Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. The idea that has always fascinated me about dreams is everything within that dream is created by your own mind as you experience it. You remember the chance to build cathedrals, entire cities, things that never existed, things that couldn't exist in the real world. Have you ever had a dream, Leo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were able to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? Hello and welcome back to the Lucid Dreaming Podcast. This is episode 15 and I want to start uh, with a little meta segment about the podcast. Uh, just catching up on things I've said before and um, reflecting on how the podcast might continue if you care hopefully if you're interested because i've said that i want to commit it to some regular schedule of recording which i didn't end up keeping up with unfortunately and uh it's just it's just uh, just to not have the sufficient time in addition to that part of the problem i think was that um i wanted to you know select a topic and you know do my homework and prepare and do a whole episode and I, for some reason, feel that short episodes are just, you know, insufficient, especially that I'm not doing one every week. Uh, unlike most of the podcasts that I listen to, they do, you know, weekly consistent episodes. So even if it's just 15, 20 minutes, you know, it's something. But I do it every once in a while because I can't find the, the time. And then I want to prepare. And so it feels overwhelming. And I en- don't end up doing it until I have like a whole weekend or something uh, free to set it up and prepare and so on. So I'm going to do actually, I'm going to try to more quote-unquote wing it, but hopefully it would not detract from how good the episode is or how professional it sounds. Hopefully I won't blabber on uh, aimlessly too much. So I'm going to try what uh, Tim Ferriss, who has a very interesting podcast about topics completely different than this one, but he has what he calls in between episodes, which is just little episodes where he just turns on the mic, you know, records a little segment or reads one of his articles that he wrote. And those are like short little uh, episodes in between his longer interviews or longer subjects. So I'm going to try that. Maybe, maybe that will work. And coincidentally, um, today I just ended up collecting a bunch of little things that I wanted to mention and just have some follow up and some interesting tidbits. And maybe the next episode would be a little more comprehensive about a particular subject and uh, I'm setting up a few interviews and a few conversations actually uh, for following episodes which are easier to maintain because it's two people talking it's a conversation I don't have to carry the whole conversation by myself talking to myself really talking to you but you know what I mean so a few little things I'm just gonna start uh, at the beginning I have a little list that I made Um, first of all I wanted to recommend a podcast app. It's only available for uh, iOS devices, so iPhones and and the like, unfortunately. I don't think it would be available for Android. You might be listening uh, just on SoundCloud, SoundCloud or um, through the, the computer on the website, but if you are on an iOS device, 
there is a podcast app called Overcast, which is a really cool one by one of my favorite app developers. And it has some interesting features, including something that's called Smart Speed, which is very um, cleverly fast forwards through segments that are quiet. So it's not, you know, you can make me speak faster if you wanted to, but the general smart speed, all it does is in segments where there's a big pause, it just kind of speeds it up unnoticeably, but ends up sounding, you know, people who speak with some gaps and stops, uh, I'm sure I do uh, often enough. And it basically kind of speeds it up and it sounds more coherent for for a lot of podcasts. You kind of don't really notice it, but there is a better flow to the to the audio, which is really, really cool. It's very, very sophisticated. Um, and it's a really cool podcasting app with other uh, cool features like, you know, Voice Boost, which uh, I think kind of um, sets all the podcasts that you're listening to to some kind of equivalent uh, voice level. So one podcast doesn't sound too low and the other one doesn't sound too high. And it's a much better experience when you're jumping from podcast to podcast. So check it out, Overcast uh, at overcast.fm is the website. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's really, really cool, and I recommend it. I'm using it myself. As a podcaster, I, I just love um, telling people about that kind of stuff because I listen to a lot of podcasts too, and hopefully you will enjoy it as much as I did. On to the next thing. Um, I wanted to follow up about the last episode. Apparently, um, the episode about dream yoga with Andrew, Andrew Holacek was phenomenal. People loved it much more than I even expected. You know, I thought that for some people, dream yoga or Buddhism or meditation is, you know, a weird subject, but not, not nearly, I was way off as far as I can tell. And in fact, the more I've been, um, researching about, uh, meditation, one, as it relates to lucid dreaming and two, just in general, it's becoming more mainstream for several reasons why people are people are seeing the benefits of meditation just in their daily lives and two uh, there's more and more scientific research coming out about the effects of meditation how does it work why does it work uh, and it's just phenomenal one of the EEG devices that I've talked about before the Muse basically they're they're one app that came you know, with the device is a meditation app, and it's and it's awesome. Um, and sometime after I recorded the last episode uh, with Andrew, I discovered um, that there's a new book coming out by Sam Harris. Now, he- here I go with my little disclaimers. <laughs> um, Sam Harris is um, is a philosopher, also a neuroscientist. Uh, and a writer. He's written mostly about uh, religion and his distaste for religion, or m- more accurately, the the problems that religion has in a in a modern society, and you know, um, so on and so forth. He's a very proclaimed atheist. Uh, but what's interesting about him, he's a very known skeptic, which you know speaks to me greatly because I you know I like to separate the truth and what we know and what we don't know and even though I'm an open, have an open mind and love to explore the sort of farther reaches of what we know about the universe and consciousness and so on, um, I always like to keep it as close to what do we what do we actually know, 
And here you take, you know, it's, I, I describe it in his book in this way. What if you actually took like a logic-driven super skeptic who's a, who's a neuroscientist, okay, with a PhD in neuroscience, and have him explore consciousness from the first person through meditation? And apparently that's, that's kind of what, it, what he did and what, what this, how this book came about. Uh, the book is, is named, is called Waking Up. And he has been meditating since he was about 20, I think. Uh, I think he's in his 40s right now, if I'm not mistaken. And has been meditating since for a very long time and meditated with different teachers and explored consciousness and so on and so forth. And even though he did not like adopt any metaphysical beliefs about stuff like, you know, I don't know, reincarnations or the, you know, essence of the universe and consciousness and so on and so forth. Um, he has looked at, through meditation, examining his own consciousness. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up and the way it connects to the previous episode and maybe even to lucid dreaming is that he talks about these subjects that, for example, Andrew and I spoke about, like enlightenment and conscious awareness. And he talks about it uh, from not only a scientific perspective, but like experiential you know, what happens when you sit down and meditate on a regular basis? And what do you discover about consciousness itself? And I think a lot of this, the discoveries are similar to the discoveries at least I personally made in experiences in lucid dreaming. Um, and he, of course, talks about the concept of enlightenment from just a, a perspective of consciousness and how it is and what it works and uh, what's comprising consciousness in that sense. Um, probably not doing it justice, but I would say this. I highly, highly recommend it. It is phenomenal. And if you found the last episode interesting, even though it's, you know, very different from uh, what Andrew teaches, um, he's still relying a lot on the practices that are coming from Eastern traditions like, you know, Buddhism and Theravada and uh, Dzogchen and so on and so forth. Because these, these people have been, you know, regardless of their metaphysical beliefs, they have been practicing meditation in introspection uh, and contemplation for years and years and years, and have they many of them have refined that process tremendously. Uh, and one example, of course, is also dream yoga uh, in in those traditions. So it's it's fascinating, and it, it kind of comes together beautifully. And his book, Waking Up, even though it contains a lot of criticism of religion and the reflection, basically the book is called Waking Up: A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion, which is interesting. So the last time I'm giving this disclaimer in case you somebody talking negatively about religion might trigger you you can stay awake uh, away from it or you know skip forward or past it I don't think it's the main component of the book but if you don't care about that don't worry about it anyway um, I think it's interesting to, to read those parts as well um, but check it out I've, I'll put a link to the first chapter he posted the first chapter for free on his website so you can listen to it or read it and then I'll put a link to the audio, audible version or a link to Amazon or something so you can, you can find the rest of the book. And I cannot recommend it enough. Like, it's, it's phenomenal. So that actually uh, um, connects to another thing I'm going to post in the, in the show notes. Uh, I watched a TED Talk about you know, somebody postulating the possibility of consciousness being instead of an emergence 
emergent property uh, of, let's say, the brain uh, more as perhaps a feature of the universe, like you know, like gravity is, like a, um, a, some component that's built in, that's like a core component rather than an emerging property. Interesting stuff. I'll, I'll put the uh, the link in the show notes as well and, and take a look. It's pretty pretty cool stuff. And that makes me think about another thing that I wanted to ask for feedback from from you guys, from you guys and gals uh, who are listening to the podcast. There is a big part of me who wants to talk about these sort of subjects that are relating to lucid dreaming, but not necessarily always as much. It is the lucid dreaming podcast and is the, the subject that interests me the most. But there is this whole, whole aspect of philosophy and exploring consciousness that I want to dive into as well. And I thought to do one of two things. I considered doing a separate podcast. Um, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe not. There's a lot of overlap for me. So it's kind of, you know, I don't want to stretch myself thin. I barely <laughs> keep up with recording this podcast. But I thought also to just integrate it as I have been until now. And if most of you find this interesting, I'll just keep doing that. And I thought maybe even to take, I've, I've created a YouTube channel uh, a while back, but I haven't really used it other than my my first review of the Remy and um, maybe it has one more video, I'm not quite sure. And I thought maybe to take that uh, channel and then take the YouTube channel and use it for more than just the lucid dreaming stuff and maybe keep the lucid dreaming slash, you know, philosophy uh, and put stuff on there. And that allows me to both separate it but do both things without having to create a new podcast. So if you have any opinions and thoughts about that, just let me know. Uh, really appreciate it. Okay, so another little thing I had uh, a thought. And again, this I'm jumping from thing to thing today, so I'm just going to try that format. Go with me. For the people who experience lucid dreaming among you, um, specifically the people who see themselves in the third person. So for me, most dreams are in the third person. And in lucid dreams, I don't know what percentage, but some of them are in first person. So I see kind of through my eyes and I'm running around. And some of them are in the third person. So I'm still seeing my whole body like in a first person, you know, uh, sorry, um, a third person kind of game, video game, when I'm running around and I see my whole body and I see myself flying and so on. So I see it from the third person. So I have a little kind of challenge for you or, or something, an experiment to try next time you're, you're lucid. If you see yourself from the first person, try to see yourself from the third person. If you already see yourself from the third person, most mostly these people, I want you to try something. Stop and look at yourself in the third person. Now that you're lucid and you are aware that that's kind of you in the dream, running around, and stop and turn around your body and your head to look at the quote-unquote camera. To look at, look towards where you're looking from. Because if you're looking in the third person, you're actually like up higher in some angle looking down. So where where are you in particular in that scenario? Where are you looking from in that dream? You're not that guy. And I find it very funny that I become lucid and I'm I'm in third person. So I see myself running around and I identify with that particular, you know, dream body. And it never occurs or rarely occurs to me 
for a moment that where I quote unquote am, the one that it's, is, you know, seeing this whole thing and experiencing is actually kind of, you know, hovering in the sky in some weird way. And when that happens, kind of my, my, I don't know, identification with that dream body snaps out and goes up towards the, um, up into that kind of person or point of view hovering from above. And suddenly the, the um, identification with the body kind of switches. So give it a try. See, see what, what happens to you. If you see yourself in the third person in lucid dream, turn, turn him to look towards you who is looking out from, from somewhere in the sky and see what happens. It's an interesting little experiment. Let me know what happens. Um, next thing. All right. I had a, uh, in one of the episodes I was asking about, uh, I was contemplating whether writing down your dream journal through uh, just, you know, pen and paper, kind of writing it down, or typing it into your phone or your computer, or doing voice recording, does that really make a difference? And one of the listeners kind of wrote back and gave me some feedback about that, which was fascinating. And I, I wanted to just share some of the some of the points and, and numbers that he sent me. It's just absolutely remarkable. This guy started writing a dream journal since 1977, okay, and has been writing you know a lot since. So the first thing he said was that in his experience, it didn't make a lot of a difference. At some point, he switched to typing it and then doing voice recording, and. Uh, in terms of at least of dream recall, as far, as far as I understand from his email, that there wasn't a huge difference for him. You know, it didn't detract or reduce his dream recall and so on. And he actually found it uh, more useful because now he has a proper record of things uh, in digital form once, you know, digital capabilities came into play. And then I think he went back and, you know, transcribed uh, or copied basically all of his handwritten um, dreams into into the the word documents and <laughs> he printed a list he sent me a list of the years the number of pages the number of words and dreams in in those years i mean it's unbelievable i'm just going to read you the total of everything from 1977 till 2014 um 1942 pages 1,531,190 words in almost a total of 2,000 dreams. It is amazing to me. That is just unbelievable. And it's broken down by year. I'm not going to run through the whole thing. But I just wanted to um, to thank this person for, for sending me this. This is just remarkable. Um, I wish I've written everything uh, digitally since the day I started. This This is just phenomenal. Um, but that kind of encourages me to to go digital in some way with these things. So there is a record, and as I mentioned before, with some of these apps, it's it's searchable, and you can start seeing you know uh, words that come up repeatedly, and just just have a a good you know record that you can go through and see these things. So this is amazing, and I just I just wanted to share um, these numbers. It's just absolutely remarkable. All right, one more thing before I wrap this. Uh, shorter episode up and is that I'm I've uh, I've did I did a little email interview with Dr. Voss uh, Ursula Voss who is the leading researcher from the 
study that came out of Germany about brain stimulation and inducing lucid dreaming, and it's very interesting, but I have to, uh, it was over email, and I appreciate you even found the time to do email. There wasn't a chance to do a Skype interview or anything like that, uh, but it was over a few emails, and it's kind of more in a conversation format, so I have to kind of clean it up and edit it and, and uh, put it together, but I will post it to the website soon, and probably next episode, I'm going to read um, read it out loud and uh, do it a little more organized so it's a little more coherent. So hopefully you've enjoyed this shorter episode and hopefully it will allow me to actually do more episodes, even if they're shorter and with little tidbits and so on. Thanks for everyone who's provided feedback. Chris, who provided awesome, very valuable feedback. I appreciate that as well. So thanks for reaching out. If any of you have comments, concerns, feedback, suggestions, and so on, uh, let me know. You can reach me via email, contact at lucidsage.com, or on Twitter at TheLucidSage. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Sweet and lucid dreams.